Hey, Fifth Line, this is Greg Murray, the voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Artillery Podcast with Jordan, Warren, and Kyle. Look, it's not too late to turn this off. They have no idea what they're talking about. Honestly, I have no idea why I even agreed to do this intro for them. All right, you've been warned. Here they are. Welcome in to the podcast, and oh my, what a difference 24 hours makes. For my mental health. Yeah. Yes. Um, Freaking roller coaster of emotions over the past 24 hours. Jackets obviously had that monumental collapse there in game four, and... They come back, they respond in a huge way. Huge. Huge. Huge game for the Blue Jackets. Game five, Jackets, Leafs, and Blue Jackets get it done. I mean, that's that's literally all there is to it. The Blue Jackets came in, they got it done, they shut the door, they shut them out. Corpus Salo, brick wall, in between the pipes, Blue Jackets get it done 3-0 versus the Leafs. They send the whole they 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 send shockwaves through the whole hockey hockey sphere, which I don't know how because we've done it before. <laughs> um last year sweeping Tampa Bay. So I mean you wouldn't think that a lot of people would be too shocked at what we just witnessed. But Toronto, I love the fact that Toronto the Leafs literally just leave their hotel room and they probably drive 15 minutes down the road back to their houses, and I love it. Oh, yeah. It just, I feel like it's just going to be hopping a skip and be like, just even though it is a short distance for them, it's a long drive. It's a long, it's a long, long drive. lonely drive. It's a lonely drive. And, and I'm happy yes, for it. I am ecstatic. Um, obviously, last podcast, <laughs> a whole different. Whole different story. And we talked about it briefly, like how were the Jackets going to come back? How are they going to respond um, having that type of collapse? And I think if this was a team that maybe seven, eight years ago by the Columbus Blue Jackets, there's no way in hell this team would have responded and come back the way they did tonight. No, and, and that's one of the things I saw because someone tweeted at us whenever we had a little clip showing our uh, talking about the adversity that we're facing, someone replied and they were like, I'm still mad. I don't believe in this. I don't think we're, we're just, it, we're not going to win. And I didn't really look into it, but Toronto's been pretty much in the same boat as us for the same number of years. For the since past like 15, 20, 16 years, yeah. they've been bounced in the first round or haven't made the playoffs. Yeah. Not it, even bounced <laughs> in the first round. I'll give Kyle a little credit here. Bounced in a qualifier. Yeah. And beyond that, yeah, Toronto... Over the past 15, 16 years, their their playoffs have not – they've pretty much been inexistent. And, yeah, so, I mean, just all the adversity this team has faced this entire season. Think about the beginning of the season when one by one our players started to get hurt. One by one we become literally an AHL team, <laughs> and Tortorella 
coaches this team into a wild card spot. We make the playoffs. And who do we face? We face the Toronto Maple Leafs. And yeah, has their postseason not gone the way they thought for the past 15, 16 years? For sure. But it's still the Toronto Maple Leafs. And they are stacked. They are a team, we've already mentioned it, with a $40 million top line. And everybody, once again, for two years in a row, counted the Blue Jackets out. And if, like I said, if this, if what had happened in Game Four to the Blue Jackets five, six years ago, no way this team comes back from it. But the adversity that this team has faced all season, I believe, is the reason that this team is in the spot they're in, officially going to Round One of the Stanley Cup playoffs, facing none other than the Toronto <laughs> Maple Leafs. But damn, what a game tonight! And I think that's where that's kind of what I've been thinking of whenever I would think of with will versus skill. That's kind of been what's been said about this matchup. Yeah, and I we almost put it on a shirt, but I we, was a little skeptical of it because I'm like, are we suggesting we don't have any skill? But, but I, think I see your point. What the difference maker is is that we do have team, we do have players with skill. Yeah, I mean, look at. Liam Foodie. We'll talk about him, but no, I mean boy, we can talk about him now. Kid. Why not? Because he, I mean, because what I want to finish with then is, if it's two teams with skill, then you got to look at the one that has the most will, the one that wants to win. Yeah, and I don't get it how Toronto can have three guys who make a combined thirty-five million dollars. Yeah, whereas our entire offense, I'm fairly certain Toronto's second line. I'm pretty. I'm probably. pretty sure their second line probably makes more than our first line. Oh, it, which well, I mean, yeah. what is our oh, first yeah. line? Because Torch puts things in blenders it all the time. Yeah, but, I don't think you just put your three highest pay exactly, and it'll still yeah. be lower. <laughs> but I don't see how you can get paid that much and not have the will to win. But whenever you have those guys like Matthews and mm-hmm. Tavares who just go up there and they don't look like they're giving a damn, but then you've got a guy like Foodie who's. My goodness, he's skating all over the place trying to get anything and everything done right there with Bjorkstrand, who couldn't get it, but, man, he's getting there. And just so many guys who just have that grit, that will, that desire, that drive to win outside of those guys who are just getting money. Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, and that's not to say that the, you know, the Leafs don't have some type of desire to win, but I didn't see it in this series. No, no not really. I really didn't. I mean, game four, yeah, that, you know, that was just uh, an odd game the way it ended and we obviously had our thoughts last podcast about it but yeah i mean i, I don't know that the what you're saying warren the will of this team and, and the desire to just get the job done and there's just no quit there's no give up and we don't have an all-star lineup we don't even have an all-star on this team but there's just this this sense of team camaraderie where all these guys want to win for each other and they want to win for Tortorella, I feel like. Tortorella, I don't care how much shit people give him sometimes. He, he's the best thing that's ever happened to this this Columbus Blue Jackets team because <laughs> I don't yeah. think any coach out there that would be on the market or any coach that is currently coaching a team in the National Hockey League could take the team that the Blue Jackets were or, – or take the cards that the Blue Jackets were dealt this year mm-hmm. and do what was done with this team. So, no. I mean – what we saw tonight was just absolutely incredible. I remember uh, texting you whenever it was announced that we were getting Tortorella. I was sitting, I was at my uh, hometown kitchen texting about, like, what do you think? And we were both just in agreement, like, this is great. I love it. We have the, he makes, he will make you want to win. Yeah. And Nothing uh, proves more than this right here 
and what he's done this season and also the series last year with Tampa Bay. He will make you want to win. Yeah. And if nothing else. And yeah, for sure. And when we first got towards, I don't know, we don't have to harp on it for too long, but like my first thought was good coach, hothead. Good mm-hmm. coach. All I remember is seeing a lot of YouTube videos though about him, like where yeah. he was just going off. Just and I was kind of, he- I was hesitant, but I knew that he was a legitimately a, a great coach. And the more you get to know Torts, and sure is he short with the media? Absolutely. Does he, um, you know, call it how it is? That's what I love about him, and Absolutely. I think that's what the players need. And I think that's with a very young team that the Blue Jackets have. I think Tortorella is a perfect kind of coach for us. Oh yeah. Um, but no, tonight's game, 3 nothing win for the Blue Jackets. That's Corpusalo gets two shutouts. Two in five. Yeah. he's Two postseason shutouts. Bob never had a shutout. He never had Never a, once. He had a one game where he got one goal. Yeah. That's every... every wow. Man. So <laughs> Corpusalo, absolutely a brick wall. And also, like... It was great to to know that we had Zach Rowinski and Ryan Murray back. There was some was there was some speculation that they may not play tonight, mm-hmm. and and you know everything that we knew this entire season. When I heard the news that they were potentially injured, my first thought is, okay, well they're out because yeah. we just we don't expect to have good news especially, as a Blue Jackets fan, especially if you have to get an MRI the afternoon before a game day. Yeah, normally not a good thing. If you're probably out for a couple of days. And if I, if if us as Blue Jackets fans know anything, we know if you know, one of our players is getting an MRI, they're probably done for the rest of the season <laughs> because we just don't have that good of luck. So yeah, it was great to know that those two guys could step in because that was I think that was huge for us. And um, yeah, three zero win, and I think the defense and just the way the guys played helped out Corpy so much. They played a fantastic game. They played. How they played in game four minus three minutes. <laughs> yeah. They played they a finished full it out. 60 minutes. And we were well aware. We were both sitting here with about 30 seconds left in the game going, it's not over. No, we, we, we laughed. <laughs> we were laughing. It was, it was a nervous just laughter. Fear, yes. It was a fearful <laughs> laughter because they're literally, Nick Felino had just scored the empty netter to make it 3 nothing tonight. It's done. 60 seconds. We're done. There was yeah, were you sixteen seconds? Yeah, I think and so. And both of we both looked at each other like I wish This I isn't over. Ce- I can't celebrate. <laughs> this is not over. And <laughs> I thought for sure something I mean a lot can in, in hockey and especially playoff hockey, a lot can happen in sixteen seconds. And luckily none nothing did and the blue jackets come away three oh. Man. Absolutely <laughs> love to see it. He carried that puck to the net too. <laughs> he did. He was like, "Come on." He did, and then, uh, yeah, he was not gonna take any chances with that that empty net opportunity <laughs> to, to, do to go wide or get stuck <laughs> in the outside plastic of the net like PLD did, uh, uh, game four. Great. But um, and also speaking of empty netters, I think the hockey gods finally gave us one because yes. Tavares wide open, mm-hmm. wide open opportunity, and he shoots it a little wide, kind of deflects off the post. Um, but still, wide open, empty net opportunity, and this was, I think, regular five on five. Yeah, this is so, yeah regular game, first period. I think. Um, so I think the hockey gods gave us back that empty net missed opportunity with PLD in game four. So everything always evens out with the hockey gods for the most part. Alu hockey gods. Yeah. Is that but, it? Um, Praise be. It was a it was a beautiful game, man. From from start to finish, Zach Rowinski get got things going. Um, he had a fantastic goal. We we couldn't. Deci- we were sitting here trying to tweet it, 
And we're like, did it go off a of boon or not? Because like it looked like it went off a of boon. Jody was kind of pretty adamant it maybe went off of him, but Z ended up getting credit for the goal. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he flicked that thing way, all that, the way in there. The flick of the wrist. Flick of the wrist, baby. Icy. It was beautiful. It's gorgeous. And gorgeous. then uh, we got to talk about a guy that Tortorella has so much confidence in right now. And... You know, people maybe going into the series were like, why is Liam Foodie on the roster? Why is Liam Foodie even going to the bubble? And now we're seeing why he's going. And we all have spoken very highly of Liam Foodie. Um, he's a fan. When he was up here for, I think, maybe three games in the regular season, the dude has speed. He's fast. He's, he's, he, you can just tell his, his play is infectious and the guys around him just love him. And the way he goes about his business the guys around him just, just, I feel like, almost elevate their game a little bit because he's 110% as soon as he steps on the ice, and I love it. And I can answer the why in three words with a direct quote from what Tortorella said about him today. He's got balls. He's got balls, man. He said that he plays with, he has like like a freedom when he's out there. It's yeah. just just so he's free balling. Just He's just free balling. He's yeah. free balling. He's just going commando out yeah. there, man. He, oh man, he just every time he was on there, it was I would say it was almost comparable to seeing that first line for Toronto. Anytime him and Bjorkstrand were on that same line, yeah, there was so much speed, there was so much energy that was going on. You were just waiting for something to happen the entire time. Yeah, no, I mean every time Foodie had an opportunity, had the puck. Um, I mean <laughs> you. You were always looking. You were always looking for something to happen. And finally, I mean, he his name was almost tossed around as much as like Boone Jenner has. Mm-hmm. Because Boone's been all over the place in a good yeah. way. Yeah. Um, is you know, is is he racking up goals and getting assists? Maybe not. But at the same time, he's just in the mix. He's making plays develop around him, yep. um, which makes him a great player. And I think that's what, you know, Liam Foodie all the time he would just be in the mix and and we even saw Tortorella kind of promote him and put him up on a power play line which yeah. I think our power play granted we didn't score any goals on the power play we were close wow. to it I tell you we looked, but it looked so it much looked better. better it looked better tonight <laughs> we had a few shorthanded opportunities we only had like two I think that this game for Toronto so I think that's a drastic improvement yeah <laughs> but I don't know what I was gonna say I don't know Liam Foodie Great, fast, good, good, love. Yeah, no, it was. I w- I'm happy to see that uh, hard work is getting rewarded. And Boone Jenner got rewarded last game. Finally, he got a goal. Um, Liam Foodie, um, finally on the score sheet. I think he that that goal was well deserved. Oh yeah, don't and, even know how they allow that to happen. But I mean, oh yeah, there was a total he, defensive breakdown. There was three guys on yeah. whoever it was that dumped it over to the other side. And he's just sitting there. Oh, I mean, he's waiting. And he made sure he got that one in there. Yeah. And that was perfect. And uh, there was not one Blue Jacket player around Liam Foodie when he scored that. And he just kind of <laughs> threw up his hands like, I did it. Come find me. I did it. <laughs> he almost <laughs> flung his stick off. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my God. I, this kid, man, he is going to be the real deal if if he isn't already. Um, yep. I think, you know, the future is bright for, for Liam Foodie and also the puns as well. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, it, it was great to see. I mean, and Torch was spot. Like I said, he, he was spot on with putting Liam Foodie in the bubble on the roster. And, you know, 
We've spoken very highly of Foodie throughout throughout the season, and unfortunately, with his contract with the OHL, he he couldn't make any appearances beyond like when his team wasn't playing. So we didn't get to see a lot of him mm-hmm. um, during the regular season. So the fact that that season had ended for for him and he gets the opportunity to officially be a part of the Blue Jackets and a part of this playoffs. I'm so excited to see what he can do, especially against Tampa Bay, because that's who we play next. Yep. And, oh, my gosh, just right back at it. No break. <laughs> no break. Tuesday. Keeping up the every other day games. Tuesday at 3, <laughs> 3 p.m. <laughs> Tampa Bay versus Blue Jackets, round one. Or I would technically say round two, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I think. 1.5. Round one point five. I don't know. Yeah, but um, I thought what was funny um, when we as soon as the Blue Jackets were signing off the air, Jody Shelley and Jeff Rimmer were just standing there and they were talking, and and Jody goes, <laughs> "I guess the Blue Jackets got a thing about playing uh, blue and white teams in the postseason." And Rims just, I don't think <laughs> knew at all what Jody was talking about. He just kind of had this smirk and didn't say a word. <laughs> And then, so. like, five seconds of awk- awkwardness, and Jody just laughs, and they, they send it back. I don't either. Rims <laughs> needs a hearing aid, didn't hear him, or just fl- just didn't understand. Because <laughs> we're going from one blue and white team to another blue and white team, and we played a blue and white team last year, first round. So, I don't know. If you can find the footage, it's absolutely hysterical. <laughs> I don't know. I just, they are fun to watch together. And I think part of me thinks that Jody knows that he's going to be a little behind on some things and he's like <laughs> i'm going to take advantage of it yeah i'll get some laughs on here yeah because i mean not? the way jody reacts to some of the stuff is like he just bust out laughing on on, on air <laughs> yeah just no, like full well we're watching he's kind of like you don't get it okay <laughs> that's yeah. okay it was funny oh man it's gonna be and i think the good thing is that by playing toronto i think that is an easy transition into playing a team like tampa bay especially since we played them last year yeah because they are a little different i think this year because they're a little bit more banged up but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out but i think we do have we still have it's not going to be too much different it's going to be defense versus offense just like this one was yeah no i mean honestly as far as what i can see you know i'm not i wouldn't say i'm a hockey expert you know, I'm a hockey fan. I'm not going to dive deep into the analytics of things, but from the eye test, to me, a Tampa Bay and a Toronto are kind of similar in nature. Yeah. And I think uh, the matchup to what you're saying, Warren, I think it, it's nothing's ever easy, but oh, I think no. it's going to be a smooth transition into the fact that these two teams are kind of similar built. Yeah, and, and we played them last year. <laughs> and we played them last and we, year. we uh, sweeped them. We sweep no, them. No, we swept. We sweep them. We swept. Sweep them. We sweep them. Sweep them. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I heard that uh, Steven Stamkos is out indefinitely. Is I don't know exactly what that entails. I think um, Hedman was hurt, so too. I mean, that's a, yeah, Hedman's also hurt. So if those two guys are out for the duration of the series, though, that's two big blows to, big uh, to Tampa yeah. Bay. Wow. But don't, yeah. There, I mean, we have enough knowledge, especially. I mean, if anybody knows anything about playing through an injury, it's us, and we should know to not downplay 
a team who has two guys <laughs> in. Oh yeah, when oh, we yeah. had and you can't fifteen guys in. No matter you know, no matter the situation at all. Yeah, we swept them last year. That doesn't mean that's going to happen this year. Mm-hmm. We with the way that how much the Jackets like to make things interesting. This could be a full seven series. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, you can't the fact that you know two crucial guys are potentially out for this series or at least out for some of the games maybe. Um. That you know, yeah, for sure. Don't count it out because good lord knows the Blue Jackets don't make it easy on us as fans. But <laughs> never. Why would they? Yeah. But man. I don't know. So much better. So much what? happier. Yeah, yeah. Man, I just I cannot wait to go on Leaf's Twitter tonight. Before I go to bed, before I before I put my head to my pillow, I'm just gonna go to Leaf's the Leaf's Twitter handle and I'm just gonna scroll through their tweets. I'm gonna click on like the the, the, the tweet that said they lost the game. I'm gonna read all those responses and I'm just gonna be smiling the entire time as I go to bed. Just count every hashtag fire Dubas, is that yeah. Dubas? Something like Just that. Just count every single one of those as like the sheep, yeah, jumping over the fence at night to help you fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, fire Dubas and fire Dubas. And if this does not solidify John Tortorella's Jack Adams, I don't know what the hell does. It was in question yeah. after how well the Flyers handled everyone in the round robin, but now that he made that push to continue in those playoffs, yeah, it. it I don't see a reason why he should be out. No. Why he shouldn't get it? He should be the sh- he's the, he's the shoe in. He is. The, he has to be. He is the winner of the Jack Adams. You heard it here first. There's no other coach that could potentially you, win it. You heard it here first months ago. Months ago. <laughs> There's just and I going back to what I've already said on previous podcasts and earlier in this episode, but just the adversity this team has faced all season, and to be where we're at now, and and. I, Listen, we're a Blue Jackets podcast. We tend to be biased on things towards yeah. the Blue Jackets a little bit. I guess. And for weeks now, for weeks, on all the, all these episodes we've done, I think we have done a fair assessment of this series in terms of going into it, how evenly matched it was going to be mm-hmm. and how good of a series that it was going to be. And... All the Leafs media, all the national media, pretty much I would say the majority of the NHL fans outside of Columbus counted us out. It was the same thing as last year with like the picks and all like yeah. the, the commentators and uh, bloggers and all that making their picks. It was Toronto, 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 Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe two Blue Jackets, but everything else, Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. No expectations of us getting it. Yeah. And unlike Mike Milbury after the Canadians beat the Penguins, we're not going to sit here and be like, Toronto's still a good team. Yeah. We're going to celebrate the fact that we won. And it's solidified that we didn't just, it was, it's not a fluke. You don't win a series off a fluke. You don't go to the playoffs <laughs> four years in a row, five out of, I think, five, five out of six, less, maybe? Six or seven, yeah. On a fluke, and at some point, the national media and the NHL are going to have to start respecting the Blue Jackets just a little bit. (laughs) Please. Because we don't get any recognition. Hell, even Fox Sports Ohio can't even put on game one on time because I don't know what the hell they were doing. 
People are, conf- people are confused today because it was listed under a different... It was like a wrestling... It was a wrestling match on Fox Sports <laughs> Ohio. We we can barely get any respect locally. I mean, turn on 97.1 tomorrow. I guarantee 75% of their coverage oh, is no, going to no, be what that one Clemson football player said about, you know, we should play. It's all going to be about college football because yeah. the announcement is probably going to come soon that there's not going to be college football. Exactly. So they're going to talk about us. They'll, they'll briefly talk about it. You know, they'll, they'll spend 10, 15 minutes on, on their three hour show and talk about it. But eventually, <laughs> between local media, national media, they got to recognize that Columbus is no longer just, uh, they're no longer a slouch, and they haven't been a slouch for five, six years now. No yeah, matter who's on the team, no matter what players come and go, this team under John Tortorella is a fantastic hockey team, and it's been proven now year after year. Maybe finally beating the Leafs, beating <laughs> Tampa Bay, two powerhouse teams. The Blue Jackets will get some type of recognition, and also, I mean, and, and the icing on the cake is obviously something we've already talked about: Panarin, Duchesne, Bobrovsky, Jack Johnson, all eliminated, all bounced, all tried to go to greener pastures because they didn't see success <laughs> in Literally Columbus. Literally, Bob saying he wants to win a cup. Yeah. Jack Johnson saying he wants to join a winning culture. Uh-huh. You prick. Yeah. What's that got you? Nothing. It got you, you know. It Two got you an early garage. checkout. Got you an early checkout. Got you. A beachfront spot got you a nice recording studio and guess what it got us to the playoffs yeah loyalty loyalty baby you don't want to be here we don't want you here nope and you know what i love between the loyalty thing and the fact this year for whatever reason usually we come out with our own little playoff slogan um the first one we ever did was we are the fifth line if you're new to us, we, Hi. Were, we were literally the ones that created that. Now hangs inside, inside the arena. arena. Hello. You love to see it. <laughs> um, so usually each year we, we would come up with something. And this year we just really didn't have anything off the top of our tongue. Usually it comes pretty easy. And in this year, at the beginning of the season, we came up with a shirt. So our Timmy Panarin was wearing a hoodie in an airport terminal. And it said, or it said uh, New, New York, York or Nowhere. Or no. New York or nowhere. First off, doesn't roll. Doesn't roll at all. No. And, you know, Immediately. It's, it seemed like a little jab at Columbus because this was like his first, this was his trip to New York from Columbus. This was his, I'm done, I'm out of here, goodbye, I'm going to a big yeah. market, big hockey market, you know. And we came up with the shirt just to kind of troll him, Columbus or nowhere. Same exact design, same exact concept, same colors, same everything. And... It's been our top selling shirt all year. It became more than just a troll. It just it became the movement for this. Yeah. It became the movement for the season. For sure. And along with like like you said, along with loyalty. It's just the proof that like you're here or you're nothing. If exactly. you don't want to be here, we don't want you here. We don't want you here. It's Columbus or it's nowhere. It's nowhere, baby. And that's what it is. And yeah, and and that and we even did a little blackout when when Panarin came back into town. So many We've people sold showed up. To thousands that. of these shirts, <laughs> and I'm sitting here on the couch today. And as soon as you know, Warren posted a loyalty post, and my first thought was, "Man, this honestly, this is a perfect playoff mantra." Yeah, that's all. I mean, it is. you can you can have your out of our blue, we rise as one thing, whatever. Take make it. it make maybe make it a paragraph. I, make it longer to make it more confusing. But Columbus or nowhere, I think it's perfect. 
and we're going to carry that into the playoffs. That's going to be our mantra. That's going to be our hashtag. That's going to be everything that we stand for because, you know what, if y'all want to leave us, y'all want to talk shit about us, and it goes beyond just Panarin, Duchesne, Bobrovsky leaving. It goes. It, it, it correlates to the NHL world never respecting us. Yeah. And Was it handed to us by Panarin? Pretty much. Yeah. But it's more than that. There, it's it's the reason why we're the fans that we are. Columbus or nowhere, baby. That's what it is. Yeah. And man, this is exciting. I'm pumped. When these guys play as a team, they are the team. Yeah. And it's fun. 3-0, man. 3 nothing. Corpy. Corpy's standing on his <laughs> Another shutout. Even Elvis. I mean, you can't discount Elvis during this, too. I don't know what the issue was with him, what's going on, but, I mean, in regards to him being unfit to play, but, I mean, even still, he played fantastic. When he took over for Corpy, which wasn't because Corpy was playing like trash. Yeah. He just, Tortorella said it, just needed a different energy brought in. No, but yeah, we did. It. We did. He killed it. He killed it for 55 minutes. Yeah. And there was some fault on his end at the end, and there's also fault on everyone that was in the forefront of them. You can't discount what happened in those last five minutes to court or to Elvis alone. No, not Both at all. our goaltenders are playing amazing. Fantastic. Absolutely great. And Tortorella said in the interview, he said, we wouldn't be here without these guys. No. At all. And I, I tweeted out today, I was, I was listening to the Tortorella presser, and he was um, going through the players that would be playing and everything, and he said, Corpus Allo starts. And I, I tweeted it out. And from the artillery... And we got a couple responses in there like, oh, God, here we go again. I'm like, what do you mean here we go again? You guys are a joke. What do you mean? He literally shut them out game one. He played pretty good game two, but it wasn't really his doing. No, yeah. One of the goals was a little soft. It it was kind of him, but, I mean, that was one. The other one was an empty net, and the other two, or the the last one, the, the first one, Yeah, he couldn't help. It's. I he, responded to one person. I was just like, "Okay, well, what about what happened game four in the last three minutes?" Yeah, you're right. You like, wanna, I, I think this was every, absolutely the right move. It was the. Choice. It was absolutely was the right move. And granted, I know Elvis was. He's he's hurt. I don't know what's going on with him. We nobody really does. I don't know how long he's going to be out. Um, but either one of these goaltenders can get you a win. And yeah. if you were complaining about Corpy prior to the start of this game, you're an idiot. He he shut Toronto out game one. I don't think, and I may be wrong, but like this entire season, I don't think there's been one time whenever Corpy or Elvis has started and I've gone. <sighs> well, I would say the first 15 starts of Elvis, I went, ah. uh, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> he maybe was you're right. Terrible. To yeah, start you're the right. Year. He, okay, yeah, his, he was the bad. beginning <laughs> of his NHL career was atrocious. Yeah, it was. I kinda, mean, that was pretty bad. I was not surprised that he just didn't quit the playing hockey. Oh yeah. Um, but so, I mean, it just yeah. goes to show you though, with the right coaching, especially with Manny Legacy helping him out, our goaltending coach, and and him adjusting to the way that the NHL is played, mm-hmm. goes to show you like just how good of a player he is because he can adjust, he can yeah. overcome adversity, just like the rest of this team, and and then. You know, halfway through the year, Elvis just goes on an absolute tear. Five and now, eight and games now, and now, Warren, I'm to and, the point where <laughs> yeah. either one starts, <laughs> yeah. let's go. I'm for it. 
It, do you want five shutouts in eight games, or do you want two shutouts in five games? What do you want? Either one. Either one. I'll take it. Absolutely. It's ex- oh man. This I mean, is think exciting. about. I mean, for those of you that you know are hating on Corpy prior to the start of this game, Bobrovsky never had a shutout in postseason. With the Columbus Blue Jackets. Corpy had two against the Maple Leafs. An all-star and a rookie. What well, kind of? Just blowing it up, shelling yeah. him out of the water. I mean, th- think about it. This is Corpusalo's first year as a starter in the National Hockey League. Yeah. And, and he became an all-star. <laughs> and Ellis' first time in the NHL. <laughs> yes. And, man... Just think about that for a second. And so uh, this is Corpy's first year as a starter in the National Hockey League. Made it to the All-Star game. Granted, didn't get to go because mm. he got hurt. Still had the honor of, of being being able to participate in it. Uh, two shutouts in the postseason. That was his first full year in the National Hockey League. First year in the National Hockey League, sorry. And, man... Oh, man, if, is... if you ever have doubts about the Blue Jackets front office right now, just just stop it. Just shut up. All right. Do we have any questions? Yeah, I, we got. I put out the tweets. We got a we got a good few. A lot of questions and comments. As you can tell, Kyle's not here again. Still out in flow, right? So it kind of flows a little more because there, there's not there's not sudden outbursts and screams. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. If he's gone for a little longer, then it'll probably come from one of us. Yeah. But uh, probably. Um, at Ohio Country Gent, at OH Country Gent, how prepared are your livers for the Tampa Bay rematch? Um, well, they're ready to go. They're, do I have two livers? I don't think I think I have one. I think it's one liver. I don't know, though. I think I'd be dead two by kidneys, now. Two kidneys, one liver. That's right. Uh, it's ready to go, bud. It's ready to go. It's it's prepared. Honestly, I've been kind of taking it easy here though, over the past week or so. So I think I am uh, ready to go this week. Yeah. Only reason I've drank during these games is because of being a little stitious. A little stitious. Yeah. But uh, we'll see what happens. I think it'll be good. I think my liver's primed and prepared. So we'll see. Um. Peyton Kamen, common at Peyton Kamen, common or something like that. How do you feel about the 3 p.m. start on Tuesday? I don't really think it's going to play with them too much, if at all. I, I don't mind it. I think, th- you know, we have a, there's going to be a couple days off. Um, I think, I think Torts will have these guys ready to go. Yeah, I'm not really sure how they're set up. If it's like getting the first two games in Toronto out of the way and then the two games in Edmonton or if it's going to be flip-flopped. But, I mean, it's it's 3 p.m. A lot of people are going to be calling off work. Yeah, that, the only thing that, you know, I'm, the only thing that would kind of rub me the wrong way, not rub me the wrong way, but the only thing that would concern me is the fact that a lot of people are going to be at work or school. and But it's an easy counter that... A lot of people are still working from home. That's true as well. So that kind of yeah. it's an ebb and flow, but yeah, I mean I'm fine with it. I don't uh, think I th- it'll affect the Jackets' play at all. I'm most happy about it for um, the UK CBG fan account. Oh yeah, so that he doesn't have to be up <laughs> at 1 a.m. for the start of our 8 p.m. games. 
So that's uh, just for him. That's fair. That's just, nice. Just for him. Yeah. Uh, let's go jackets explosion emoji at Jeff Tanner 96. How do you feel that this untraditional market downs the hockey mecca? I hate it. <sighs> it's the worst. Oh, wait. No, I love it. Yeah. No, and we're pretty much talking about it this the, for the majority of this episode. It's just um, everybody counting us out. You know, nobody gives us respect. Toronto doesn't give us respect. Hell, I, I feel like even some of their beat reporters were kind of making fun of Columbus prior to the series even starting in terms of the market size that we are and and the fact that we won game one of the series two to nothing. I remember seeing a couple of tweets from Toronto beat reporters or Toronto bloggers. I don't know. They, they had the blue check mark, and <laughs> they were pretty much saying Columbus beat – the Toronto Maple Leafs 2-0, do you think anyone in Columbus knows? And I'm just sitting back like, you've got to be shitting me. Shut like, up. the lack of respect there. So the fact that we did beat them and we're, quote, a non-traditional hockey market, fuck you. We did. So weren't we one of the top markets, like, this year? In terms in of viewing? viewership, we have one of the top five markets right now. But that's, like, based off percentage and homes in the city. So I think um, in terms of, like, overall viewership, we may not have a crap ton, but that's I think fine. it's. I think that's what but still, is. like our numbers are high. Yeah. For for how relative it is to that, how they rate TV ratings. I think it's just it's just because it's easy, even yeah. though they've gone about sixty some years without a cup. Yeah. At least we aren't there yet. We ain't Knock there on yet. Wood. Knock on yeah. every piece of wood. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, Tyler Howard at underscore Ty Howard. Uh, I felt like the whole series, a slight majority of Toronto media and fans were not giving us any respect, uh, blaming the fan, the Leafs more than crediting CBJ. Thoughts on that, and do you think we finally got their respect? Um, <laughs> that's exactly what Tampa Bay did last year. Yeah. And Tortorella went, he went berserk because I'm pretty sure the Tampa Bay head coach and like maybe their general manager just talked about how bad they played. Yeah, and they didn't give any respect to the fact that the Blue Jackets just outworked you, outplayed you, and just beat you. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the same type of thing we're going to see from Leafs fans. It's it's goes back to the no respect factor. We're just little old Columbus. We don't have any stars. We shouldn't be in this in in this spot in this in this predicament. And so yeah, Leafs fans, they're going to just say how bad the Leafs played, and they're not going to give any credit to the fact the Jackets just outwork them and i and we talked about it for uh game game two mm-hmm. when we got when we got shut out and Torrella said they played good we sucked yeah and we i brought it up many times on this podcast following that game that honestly the leafs just played better <laughs> like yeah. I, I gave them the respect that they deserve because the blue jackets you know they we the, sucked we sucked the leafs were a better <laughs> team uh, yeah, and, and that's I, I haven't really watched like from their coaches and their media to an extent like the media what they've will been for saying. Sure. But like I'm sure, yeah, the immediate media on Twitter for sure are just going to be annoying, almost as bad as their. Well, their fans are going to be too busy complaining about Dubas to focus on yelling at us right now. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. But uh, do I think we got their respect? No. No, we never will. They're too focused. Toronto's always going to be too focused on themselves to ever like think <laughs> Absolutely. about giving f- respect. Uh-huh. Unless it's another 
mecca team. <laughs> yeah, Toronto media, Toronto fans, nobody's going to give the Blue Jacks the respect that we will deserve. It'll mm-hmm. just be the Leafs played like shit. It'll yeah. never be the Blue Jackets outplayed them, outworked them, and played better. Exactly. Uh, little underscore boomer at little boomer CBJ. Little boom. Uh, was it just me or did Corpy look more relaxed without having Elvis looming over his shoulder? I don't think so. I think Corpy's always been the relaxed style of goaltender. Elvis is the flashy guy. He's the guy that's going to skate out of the crease to, you know, fire the, the, the puck down ice so you know, nothing happens type mm-hmm. of guy. Um, I think Corpy's always the co- the cool, calm, and collected one of the two. Yeah. I don't think there was anything beyond that. I think, I mean, we saw what he did in game one. He shut him out 2-0. So yeah. I don't think that's the case at all. I don't think Corpy's worried about his job right now. You know, they've already signed contracts, so I'm not concerned about it. Yeah, and that's exactly it. I mean, the first three games, he played fantastic. Um, when he got pulled in the third game, it wasn't because of him. Just as Tort said, just need a change of energy. He didn't play anything wrong. The team just needed a change, and that's exactly what happened. I, I think that he has not changed his style. He hasn't changed his mentality. Um, the one thing I will say is with Elvis, I still think that when we do bring him in later on in this playoffs, um, I still think he's going to play great. I think that he – we compared him last week at, or the last pod. Like he's Tortorella and – Corpusalo's John Richards or Todd Richards. And I think he just needs to kind of like calm himself a little bit more. Corpy had to do that at the beginning of the season because he had a lot of outbursts that he got shut. He got sit. He, he had to sit down for. Yeah. He'd be breaking a stick and he very quickly learned and adapted to it. And I think Elvis will as this goes on as well. But overall, I don't think Corpy was like frightened by having Elvis sitting on the bench no, though. Not at all. Uh, Jake Jordan, at Jake underscore Jordan 29, MVP of the series and unsung hero of the series. He says, I go PLD and Boone. Honorable mention, Foodie and Tex. Yeah, I mean, those are solid options. I would say MVP. Oh, man, that's tough. I don't really know. I mean, there's th- I, you could go multiple routes here. And... I mean, I th- I think I'm gonna give it to Corpy. Two shutouts. I have two to shutouts too. in a five game series. Yeah, I have to as well. I think he had a point nine five save percentage. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> that's something you don't see. Um, yeah, I have to give it to him. Yeah. I have to give him that. PLD is right behind him. Yeah, the only reason I don't give it to PLD because I, I think I, PLD was kind of. He was inconsistent, and that was the thing that Tortorella was really trying to hone in on him when that that, Before that the, clip yeah. that came out of yeah. PLD getting absolutely yelled at by Torts on the bench. And I think he definitely snapped out of it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, PLD had one fantastic game. He played great the rest of the series. I just think there was a little inconsistency with his game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for, to, to also what you're saying, Boone Jenner, Mm-hmm was a madman he was all over the place and i loved it he, he his name was always brought up all the all the time yeah and he was always making himself he was always in the play he was always trying to do something and, and, and develop something into happening and yeah so i mean i i think boone definitely deserves honorable mention there 
but I, I can't go against a goaltender who puts up two shutouts in, in a five-game series. With that kind of team, no. Yeah. Uh, unsung hero for me, I would go Nyquist. Nyquist? I thought he played fantastic. Okay. He didn't really, like, numbers didn't really show much, but anytime he was on the ice, he was always buzzing. Yeah, I mean, he was he's doing a solid as much bet. as he could with the team with the lineup that he had with usually Boone and Felino. I think. Yeah, he was up there just every side of the ice. He was coming over to it. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with him. I wouldn't give him the unsung hero, but I, I think that yeah, he's a solid veteran and he knows what he's doing. He goes out, does his job, and I think that was a very underrated pickup this off season. I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people realize how good of a player Nyquist is. And, and, and I he's think, shown so much appreciation for it too. Yeah, and he loves it. He's yeah. been talking about it. He another another move that Yarmo did that just went under the radar. Mm-hmm. And I think when when we play teams and, and the national media is like, oh yeah, and there's there's Nyquist. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's he's here. He's good. Yep, he is pretty good. Uh, Jared makes sports are back at the ATL goon. Uh, Liam Foodie. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's the tweet. That's the tweet. Yes. Uh, yeah. Calmert underscore Ray at Calmert underscore Ray. Good job. Uh, what will be our biggest challenge versus Tampa? I want to say, and I, I hope it's not going to be it, but, but I say the hangover after winning this. I don't think they're going to be drinking too much. I mean, like the the series hangover. The series hangover. Yeah. Okay. I'm about we to say, I don't series, think uh, Tortorella's going to no, be off of that. Um, walking around with a breathalyzer. Yeah. I still think uh, we talked about it before. We, we joked about it. Uh, I feel like because each, each team has their own level in this hotel, their own floor. I guarantee that Tortorella puts tape on the door <laughs> to make sure. You know, you don't. They don't come out at night, and with the, if the tape's removed, Torch's going to know somebody yes. snuck out. <laughs> so I could definitely see that being a move Torch does in terms of a real life hangover, not a hockey hangover. Uh, this one reading as I go, uh, Daniel at Daniel Meeks fifty five. How great the young guys have been playing with Foodie getting a goal and Texier stealing from Tavares in Game Three to give Dubois the game winner and what they mean to the franchise. And the two young goaltenders in the net. Yeah, I, I mean that that's a great comment. It speaks so well to this team and the future that we've got. Oh yeah, with bright, the players that bright we have. future. And and Texier may have not have been flashy and on the score sheet um, as much as I think we expected him to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was all over the place, man, in a, in a good way. He was he was helping plays develop, and and like we said there, he really was instrumental in in Dubois and his success in game in game uh, three. But yeah, no, these young guys. I mean, we are we are in good shape. Yarmo is. If, if the superstars don't want to come, we're building them up within our farm system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're building them up because I mean we have great talent, and you know the the future's bright, man. And it it, it seemed like it could have been doom and gloom here uh, midway through the season, and and all these injuries, and you know we didn't know what direction the team would respond, but. We mm-hmm. saw the way it went, and man, I you gotta trust in in Yarmo and and Torts and the and the front office because, yeah, I don't know, I love it. It's great. Uh, Eric Amarin at Amarin One Thousand. 
who do you think will or needs to come up big in the next series? Personally, Bjorkstrand's got to start scoring soon. He's been close. Texier may be clutch, too. I think we need, uh, yeah, Bjorkstrand for sure. He's a guy that we thought was going to light the lamp quite a bit in this series. I thought he was going to be the biggest offensive, one of the biggest offensive uh, threats for the Blue Jackets. Mm. That did not come to fruition. I think a guy that really has to step up, and I don't know if there's something lingering there, if there's an issue. Uh, I don't think there is. But Cam Atkinson, I don't know where he's been. He's he's a guy that for many years on this team is one guy that we count on a lot for offense, and we just didn't see really too much of that this series from him. He's a guy that I want to see kind of more so lead the way. Um, I don't want him – yeah, he scored a goal in, in game one, but I, I you know he's a guy that I, I rely on as a solid veteran to, to spark the offense. And I don't think we saw too much out of that from Cam in this series, and that's somebody no. between Cam and Bjorkstrand. Those are two guys that I, I want to rely on for goals. Um, PLDs, I think he's already going. He's already he, he's a guy that you know you you want to lean on as well. But I mean, there's I don't have any doubts in his ability right now because he showed up. <laughs> so yeah. I think guys that need to start showing up is a Cam Atkinson or a Bjorkstrand. Yeah, and I think I think Bjorkstrand has done well. I think it's just been the puck just hasn't gone in. I think that uh, hopefully this next series, it, it just the puck goes in. He had a great series with uh, Tampa Bay last year. So. Yeah, he did. And you know who else did? Texier. Yeah. I think he might come in through. I, I would love to through. see him play I like he did. I think he'll come through with a couple. Uh, but, yeah, I have to agree. I, I think that Felino did well this series. He made a good presence known, but – Outside of that first goal of the series, Cam has been. Eh. Yeah. This series alone, or this last game alone, he had two passes where it went right to a Toronto player. And that's unacceptable. You just can't do that. But yeah, I think he's the biggest guy who's got to step up. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I'm excited, man. I really am. I mean, we we predicted it. Granted, we did predict a sweep. We did say a sweep. We did say a sweep. But the Jackets get it done in five games against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And l- listen, unbiasedness aside, I think we were we we legitimately thought this out when we talked about it many many podcasts ago about this series and. We may have been the some of the only people that have a this big of a platform in the National <laughs> Hockey League yeah. that legitimately gave Columbus a, a chance because we saw the matchup. Mm-hmm. Exactly what we we were saying weeks ago is what um, who's came that to be oh. what came to be who's that one guy that oh uh, what's it uh, Bob McKenzie oh yeah. I mean, he's huge in the National Hockey League. And pretty much what he was saying about this this matchup after game one and how the Jackets came out and won 2-0 is what we said the the entire time leading up to this series. And so not to toot our own horn, but we kind of called it. Doot, doot. We kind of called it. Once again, the CBJ Artillery... Yeah, are we idiots? For sure. <laughs> yes. Do we tweet dumb shit? Yes. Yes. Are we wrong sometimes? Absolutely. Yes. But for the most part, 
we're, listen, we're average fans. Like I said, we're not your analytical type. We don't we're give not a shit about get it. Stancy fats. So we're we're not. No, 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 Stancy fats here. Um, we we call it how we see it. We're passionate. We're in the moment. We we gauge what we see from the eye test, and kind of what we what we feel. And I feel like more times than not, we get this we shit right. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, unbiased aside, last year. We called, you know, Blue Jackets were beating Tampa Bay. I called the sweep. <laughs> you did. You did called call it. the you, whole way. You called a sweep last year, too. Yeah. By golly, we did it. Yeah, I think I called, like, six games. But, you know, we Man, did it. it. You just, it's one of those, I mean, you. it just proves that playoffs, nothing matters. Stats yeah. don't matter. Yeah. It's a whole new ball game. Another side note. You put out a poll on Twitter before it happened. You said, <laughs> who scores the next goal, Foodie or who'd you put it? Bjorki. Bjorkstrand. And within five minutes, Liam Foodie there scored a goal. We could have put the whole <laughs> roster. Who'd we put, Foodie Liam or Bjorkstrand? Bjork. They just, it was the way they were playing. You just, <laughs> you just go with your gut. They just and I'm tell. Like, we, don't need your, we don't need heat maps. We don't need a subscription for nine ninety nine to The Athletic. <laughs> we're just hockey fans here. And just we, we, watch, we watch the game with the eyes. With the f- other fans right there. Exactly. Oh, man. All this right. This is fun. We're done here. Maybe Kyle will be back next episode. I think so. And Cassidy. I think he'll be back Tuesday. Maybe she'll stop being drunk. <laughs> Maybe. Has that been the thing? Maybe. Yeah. And these are impromptu podcasts, so, like, granted, Kyle is literally out of state. He's in Florida. Yeah. These and last two, we've literally looked at each other and said, but Podcast? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very last minute, and I didn't even tell Cassidy this time, so... You just get the Jordan and Warren show for the last two episodes. Just Whether like you old like times. it or yeah, seriously. <laughs> when everybody would cancel last minute and not come to the podcast recording, and it's just mm. me and you. Delightful. Yeah. All right, we're done here, little boomers. Jackets advance on to the next round. Tampa Bay, Tuesday at three o'clock in the afternoon. You love to see it. Uh, hey, this podcast is brought to you by High Bank Distillery, which. They're getting fancy on us. They had their own little ads there on the on the glass yeah. for the games. On the boards. Those yeah. little out, how they glass. put the the little video or the little graphic on the on the on the glass is fancy. That's just proof right there. You have a a man in his thirties that doesn't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it. No. But yeah, it's uh, High Bank Co. This podcast is brought to you by those fine folks. Uh, they're located right there in Grandview, Ohio, right across from the Grandview Yard. Uh, they distill their own spirits right there. You can go there and uh, grab a couple bottles for the Tuesday game versus the Toronto, um, not the Toronto Maple Leafs anymore. Not now. Not now. The Tampa Bay Litton's. The Tampa Bay Litton's. Um You can also get some to-go food, or if you want to, you can just watch the game there because they have happy hour every day. I don't know the times. Just go to highbankco.com to find out their happy hour, but I know it's like dollar off drafts, like $2 off apps. You get a hell of deals. Um, Highbankco.com for more details. Also, shoptheartillery.com. We have some merchandise. And also that Columbus or Nowhere uh, hood, hood, hoodie. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Columbus or Nowhere hoodie and T-shirt we have available right now at shoptheartillery.com, what we talked about earlier in the podcast. In the words of Kyle earlier today, those shirts are pooping off. <laughs> They're pooping, They're pooping off the shelves, all right? So They're get pooping to it. off the shelves. And to then follow-up text with asterisk popping. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, thanks to Little Boomers for listening to episode 145 of the podcast. Enjoy the next two days and just bask in the in the glory and the awesomeness of this win. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. Spay and new to your bubble. Source? <laughs> <laughs>